When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It is time to get up with the new Mr. October. Kyle Schwarber's up alongside Reggie, and the fighting fields are halfway home. Meanwhile, the only voice that really matters says the Cowboys were too conservative on Monday night. You'll hear it, and we'll tell you what it means. Plus, where have you gone? Jalen Hurts, the city of brotherly love, turns its lonely eyes to you. All that and a whole lot more. Let's do this on a Wednesday. It's time to get up right now. Kmart is back and ready to roll. Jess Mendoza is going to smash something today. I'm not sure what yet. The fellas back on this side. Tons of football on the way, but we begin with the Phillies. Who ru- oh, I forgot about Marcus Lee. Shame on me. The big fella is ready to roll, and so is Jess. Let's do this. Phillies, Diamondbacks in front of the most raucous crowd we've ever seen in baseball, and Kyle Schwarber seems to be feeding on it in the third. Oh, my gosh. Kyle Schwarber, if you think about what he was hitting coming into this series now, this is a pitch low and outside. He absolutely crushes, hits it out, and this has been Kyle Schwarber. He gets hot, and he will hit absolutely anything. He's one of the strongest players in the entire game. Phils have hit 14 home runs in their last four games. Then Aaron Nola has it rolling. Oh, especially the curveball, Greeny. I mean, this pitch was so good. Christian Walker, this was the at-bat. Walker has owned the Phillies, but he didn't last night. Nolan's, uh, Nola's ERA is under one in the postseason. Bottom of six. It's Schwarber again. Changeup! Don't throw him the changeup. Remember, this is Merrick Kelly, his best pitch. And Kyle Schwarber hits it out again. That's two on the night, three in two games. And 18 for his career in the postseason, tying Reggie Jackson for the most by a left-handed hitter. And then it's Brandon Marsh. I love this at bat. Two strikes. Let's just poke this thing the other way. And honestly, this is when the Phillies, you knew, okay, they're breaking this thing open. Not just the long ball, but being able to hit opposite field to get some more RBI. He's fired up. That's a look I'm considering, by the way. Uh, Bryce Harper <laughs> fired up. Phillies tack on four more in the seventh. They win it 10 to nothing. Thing. They are just obliterating everything in their path. And as you see there, they're six wins away from a championship. But clearly, Kyle Schwarber is where the conversation begins today. Yeah, and especially because I look at his bat screen. I mean, you think about it. He was hitting 160. He had been struggling a lot of swing and miss. Jeff Saturday against the Braves could not hit too soon. Maybe, I don't know. But you look at this series, he comes to life. And my biggest thing with Kyle Schwarber has been the fact that he is so strong in the miss hits. I mean, this pitch, look at the location. So this is gonna be outside and be able to get this pitch and honestly, off the end of the bat, Greeny, it barely clears, but he's so strong. This dude is a beast. Look, when you're hitting the ball two inches from the end, Greeny, you maybe get a fly ball to right field, Mm -hmm. you don't hit it out. But that's been Kyle Schwarber. Yes, he can annihilate a baseball. We've seen him hit it 420 feet. Look at the changeup. Look at this location. 88 miles an hour. Merrill Kelly, that is his best pitch. And honestly, Creeny, that was a dang good changeup. Kyle Schwarber went down again. Look at his front side. Weight on his front hip. Front shoulders are open. I mean, he's out in front of this thing. 
still hitting it out. Just muscles it out. And, and look, they're in a place right now where everything they do is working, and that includes the pitching. Aaron Nola, spectacular again last night. I loved his sequencing. The way he was able to get through this Diamondbacks lineup, we have not seen what they showed against the Dodgers because of the starting pitching. And the biggest thing with Aaron Nola has been the fastball and curveball off of it. Those two pitches, that sequencing has been so good for him. And that, to me, is how you keep a Diamondbacks lineup off balance. Remember, a Diamondbacks team that scored nine runs in the first inning against the Dodgers. Yeah. Clayton Kershaw couldn't get out of the first inning. They have been silent against a b- ridiculous Aaron Nola. This just feels inevitable at this point. Right, I mean, I'm dealing with Hembo over there in his Phillies jersey and all this. But they really do seem to be just on a roll right now that does not feel like it can be stopped. Especially because we're seeing both sides. I mean, yes, the offense is so excited to talk about. But Aaron Nola dealing, the bullpen, I mean, they've been able to get length. And I keep saying, Diamondbacks, we're rolling coming into this thing. Phillies have silenced us. One more thing we need to do. Can we get the guys down here for a second? Because Jeff Saturday and Dominique Foxworth want to point something out. So Dan Orlovsky, he went to the game last night. He was all oh. excited. He's got the jersey on. Ross Tucker is there. He's got his whole family. <laughs> and, and Jeff Saturday has a real issue with this. Yeah, I mean, that? he's a bandwagon fan for sure. So I'm leaving in the studio yesterday. I walk out. His wife and his children are all standing there waiting on Dan to get done with the studio work so they can hustle down. He couldn't name three players on the studio. <laughs> all right? Until he watched the band. Himbo's ride with me. Listen, I, I, I hate to lose. My Braves lost to him. But that makes me – I just can't even get with that, right? He, listen, all the gear he owned was purchased the day he found out he had tickets to the game. <laughs> hey, 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 Dan, hey. we all know you got a new contract, bro. I know the money's well spent, but let's not – let's not jump on board with the Phillies right now. I mean, in Dan's defense – he played for the Lions, and he played for UConn. Man wants to be close to a winner. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right, well played. Oh, oh man. Later. Jess Mendoza with, <laughs> pardon me, much more as we go. But football is next. Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys continue to be at the center of so much of the conversation. They won their fourth game Monday night, but it was not without more clock mismanagement drama. And ta- Instead of taking a shot at the end zone in the final seconds of the first half, we saw how McCarthy coached for a field goal. Even Jerry Jones didn't like it. This is not an impassioned response to your question at all. But I thought we should have tried another pass in the end zone and manage uh, the clock accordingly. Do you think not doing that shows a lack of faith that Mike might have in Dak's ability to make that decision? Not at all. Not at all. No, that doesn't get that, reach that point with me at all. Okay, so it's not an impassioned response, but it is an interesting one nonetheless. And we will start with our beloved former Cowboy. We talked about this a lot yesterday. The Cowboys get a win, and that seems to be their formula. Jerry Jones seemed to be questioning it yesterday. What did you think of it, Swagoo? Yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, I thought he could have been aggressive at least one more time towards the end zone. Um, Mike McCar- In Mike McCarthy's defense, he can come to the podium and say, hey, guys, we won by three. So that was a very important field goal that we took before halftime. But the bottom line is the sentiment outside of that organization in that locker room is probably why don't you trust Dak along with having C.D. Lamb with the possible opportunity to get a touchdown? Because we know at some point during the season, you'll need that. And, and, and that's the thing. Like, this is a continuum for Mike McCarthy. Any mistake, anything that we see as a mistake, we're going to overblow and think about like what you should do in that particular situation. A lot of things transpire in games. I'm, a, I'm in agreement with most of the majority 
when you say you should have took another shot at the end zone. But also, we got to remember the number of penalties that were had before that play in the first half. All of those things are taken into context when you're making that decision. But at the end of the day, it does make it look like you don't trust your quarterback in that situation, <laughs> especially when you're playing an offense Marcus, with that type like of firepower and the potential to score a touchdown. What? Why are you pounding the table? I mean, Swagoo is, is preaching up here. Listen, they, they, this was a game that Mike McCarthy realized we, this is an ugly game. Penalties galore. Let's not back up. Let's not make this thing worse. Let's just go into halftime with a lead. Look, at the 40-second mark, of course, we would all like to see a timeout. He didn't call it. But people are – his job is to win. His job ain't to impress us on this desk. If he felt like, hey, let's just, let's just eat this eight seconds. We're going to kick a field goal. We're going to move on. He, he, he knows the feel of the game. It was 10-7. It was an ugly game. I mean, that, that is a tough thing to watch as a coach. He made the right decision. And that's what Swagoo's saying. you got to know the feel. And, yeah, could they need something different in a different game? Absolutely. And in that moment, he'll make a different decision. Kmart made a very interesting analogy in her notes last yeah. night and the conversation this morning about the Cowboys' offense. Okay, picture it. You're in New York City, guys. You and your lady decide, oh, we're going to go to a three-star Michelin restaurant. Baby, put on your good clothes. We're going out. Right. So you're all excited. You walk in the restaurant. Ooh, ambiance is nice. Is, the mood is right. Everything's good. You sit down. I'm starving because you haven't eaten all day. Because you're going to a three-star Michelin restaurant, you are hungry. Then you see the waiter from a distance bringing out the plates. And you're like, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. They put that big old plate right in front of you. And you see a tiny little portion of food, <laughs> decorated lovely, but you got like a puree, like drizzle of balsamic, and then you got a like deep fried octopus, like a little thing, <laughs> and then you got some frisee. And you're like, mmm, this tastes good. And then you realize all the courses are that big. And so by the time you leave the restaurant, you're tapping your man on the shoulder like, babe, we got to go to McDonald's because I am still hungry. I am not satisfied. I haven't, I enjoyed the food, but it wasn't enough. And here's the problem with the Cowboys. I see it. I see, I see moments of like, that's it. C.D. Lamb, they remember, he exists. Dak, he's using his legs. Thank you, Jesus. He's running into the end zone. This is so beautiful. And then it disappears, just like that plate of food. So I think we see flashes of what the Cowboys can be and what they've been, but there aren't enough. Like, I understand what Marcus and Jeff were saying about, hey, for this game, it was ugly and you got to, it's a grinder game, but it's the Chargers. Like, it, it, it I don't know. It's Is just it not too enough. Much for Zay and not enough octopus. I mean, I think <laughs> one thing I know for sure is if a billionaire who's 80 years old from Arkansas says you're too conservative <laughs> at anything, <laughs> oh, at oh, anything, oh, then I know oh, that you are awful. absolutely <laughs> too conservative. And yeah, I get what, uh, what Jeff and what Marcus are saying. They're right. There are times when you have to play a game differently in different situations. But I do still feel like there's been an overreaction to what happened last year with Dak Prescott. Them having an explosive offense was never holding them back. Mm -hmm. They ran into the, the 49ers in the playoffs a couple of times and lost in those games. I don't think that they need to become extra conservative. It's worked so far this season, but they haven't played a lot of very good teams. I'm not sure it's going to be enough. And so if – he changes when they play these games yeah. against, and he gets All more good. aggressive against these teams. That's fine. But I, coaches have always told me 
You play how you practice. And right now, they are practicing in a way that suggests to me that they're going to get to the playoffs and do this same foolishness. And then every mistake, and I know this was an ugly penalty game. You know what happens when you play to have a tight game? Those mistakes get magnified. When you play more aggressively, we don't care about the penalties. We don't think about the penalties because you have a 14-point lead. So we'll see if if Mike McCarthy shows the ability to be flexible in different situations. Swagoo, give me a quick final word, and we got a million things to get to today. Swagoo, finish it up. Yeah, I think Foxy makes a great point about being flexible. I think this is still remnants from the San Francisco 49ers game. Everybody probably wanted to see Dallas come out against one of the worst secondaries and put up 40 points like we saw him do in those first three games, and we wouldn't be having these conversations. But ultimately, like what Jeff said, they won the game. It was an ugly game. The penalties are an issue. The the pre-snap. The post-snap, I don't care. The pre, the, the post-snap is holding and all of that type of stuff. You got to get that corrected in practice. But here's the thing. Like we all know and the point Foxy made, at some point you're going to have to put up 30 to 40 points. You're going to have to have a high-powered, prolific mm-hmm. offense at some point during the season. And I think that's what everybody is waiting to figure out. This just this particular one, when you 12 penalties in, it probably changes your mindset about how you're go, going about doing things. I tell you right now, Marcus can relate to your – I took Marcus to lunch one day, and we ordered him a salad, and he literally took one look at it yeah. and then ordered a cheeseburger. Thank you. <laughs> so, There's nothing more disappointing than that. He the Waffle House. He knows the day I'm talking about. Preach, baby. You're going to have to get this thing done. <laughs> Meanwhile, as we continue, fly, Eagles, fly. How about why, Eagles, why? Jalen and the three interceptions, was that a bad game or a bad sign? Headed to a showdown with Miami. Plus, Aaron Rodgers talking yesterday. What he said yesterday making you think that the miracle might still happen. He's not human. He's Aaron. Details to come. It's Get Up on ESPN. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We are back on Get Up. The next game is called Fact or Fiction. Hey, Dominique, if I said the Dolphins are the best team in the NFL, is that fact or fiction? Yeah, they're not a complete dominant team, but I think right now they're the team I have the most confidence in in football. If we played uh, uh, the playoffs today, their ability to score against almost anybody is terrifying, and their defense as the year goes on should get better. So, yeah, I think they are right now the best team in football. So we'll go fact for that one. Uh, Jeff, if I said Jared Goff is a top five quarterback in the NFL right now, is that fact or fiction? That's fact. Listen, this, this guy has been aggressive all season. He's a top five. I mean, he's a top four in QBR, 11 touchdowns. The guy's controlling. He's controlling this offense. He's not a game manager, as people like to label. This guy has put the ball in spots, in big moments. You like what they're doing, and this is a tough physical football team then add on his dimension name the five really well at, at some point i mean need you to name the five quarterbacks if he's you can't have 10 quarterbacks in the top five all right dominique is wrong uh jalen uh swagoo jalen hurts if i said he misses his old offensive coordinator shane steichen would that be fact or fiction that's a fact i think he's still trying to find a rhythm with his new oc even though they've had a relationship in this 14 fewer runs at this point and 10 fewer quarterback design runs. And against the New York Jets, you threw 45 passes without them having a threat to put up a lot of points offensively. So I, I didn't like the plan. I don't like the fact that they abandoned the run. Like when the last time we heard that about the Philadelphia Eagles? Mm. So yeah, I, I would I would surmise. I like that word actually. Surmise <laughs> that he misses his foremost Shane Steichen. <laughs> we like your use of it. In the meantime, you know who else is surmising that they're not getting enough attention, the Eagles, for their struggles? Micah Parsons, who has a podcast, because, it, <laughs> because of course he does. In case you didn't know. Was on it last night saying, why doesn't everyone talk about the Eagles when they lose? I just don't condone the bashing of Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys and have the same energy for the Eagles. The Eagles were healthy. So... We want the same energy for everybody because there's a whole bunch of bashing when it's Dak Prescott, but not the same when it's the Eagles. Okay, does he have a point? You no. Bash it? No, <laughs> no. no point? No point. Where, I just want to know, where was Michael Parsons in February? He was at home. He was watching the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Ooh. That Ooh. Like, have the same energy. Yes, I, I applaud him for, for coming to the defense of his quarterback as a good teammate should. But don't get it confused. The star comes with different expectations, and when's the last time they were in the Super Bowl? Can I just say, Micah Parsons is doing a magnificent job of promoting his podcast. (laughs) 
as someone who has a podcast, I understand how difficult it is to promote it. But he get it on Get Up every week because he says some foolishness that he may or may not believe in. So Micah, podcast host, magnificent. Micah, outside linebacker, pass rusher, eh, maybe you should chill because your point is right. The reason why the Eagles aren't getting that much heat is because the Eagles have shown us. And I I know this doesn't count, but they they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. They go to the Super Bowl last year. Like, it feels like... This is a team that we've seen do it. That's why there's extra criticism for Dak. That's why there's extra criticism for the Cowboys because they have great regular seasons and then don't and, quite and, get as and far as they And the loss to San Francisco was, was oh, yeah, ugly. And, they, yeah, and the yeah, loss yeah. to the Arizona was ugly, That's right? That's fair. Yeah. But yeah. if Dak Prescott had played the exact game Jalen Hurts played on oh. Sunday, we would do a 30 for 30. No doubt. We, we would literally, right yeah. now, they would be commissioning a director to go put together a 30 for 30 for that Sunday in New York Agreed. when Dak Prescott turned the ball over but four times again. There's, there's, there's a reason for that, though. Yeah, I mean, well... It, 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 guys like my man Fox would just put put them on back. I would defend them like I have been. You right. know what I mean? For that Prescott family that we didn't <laughs> kicked out of. But right, we can trade. I mean, listen, it, and it is. It's a different expectation. Dak has been the league longer. The expectations have been high. It was always about his contract. Then he finally gets one. You know, where Jalen Hurts is in his career and the productivity they've had on the Eagles since he's been their quarterback. It does change. The, it does change the conversation. That's just reality. I, I, look, there was no bigger fan of Jalen Hurts than I am. But the reality is. He made mistakes in that game that you deserve to be criticized for. for. Sure. It doesn't matter how well you play. I don't care if you're Patrick Mahomes or whoever it is. No doubt. That, put, that, have, that have all of the, 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 the hardware and whatever it is to back up what they have done. There was some th- – th- that was a game he just gave away oh, by himself. Okay, he be- played a Super Bowl caliber Jets defense, right? I, 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 hold up, hold up. Yeah. God, yeah, Goddard has a tip that. that becomes a pick, right? right? His arm gets in another one because he's holding the ball, which I, I do put on him. He and, and he had two drops by Smith in the same game. So it's not like everybody – else was playing up to up to par Perhaps and he not. was just struggling but in fairness Dan was in here on Monday and we can joke around about Dan's bandwagon fandom but he pointed out play after play no doubt. where he's got the check jump down. off the checkdowns are available he's all the time he's trying to make big plays <laughs> I, look again I'm not bashing him I'm, yeah. I'm saying what Micah is saying is right and that if, final if, play was ugly. The was, final, that that final interception yeah. was ugly. Take a knee. I would have run it If anyway. the Eagles had punted yeah. on third down, they would be unbeaten now. Yeah. Marcus, jump in here. <laughs> well, the, the elephant in the room is this, guys. Like, it, it's always going to be more about the Dallas Cowboys. It don't matter if they went to the Super Bowl last year. If, if Dallas went to the Super Bowl last year and Dak threw three picks and Jalen threw three picks, we'll kill Dak more. That's just the way it goes. Like it's it's not a it's not, I don't think it's about the Philadelphia Eagles. We know Jalen played bad, but when you wear the star on your helmet and this is where you flex a little bit. People going to talk about it in a different way. Like, they going to talk. And if they win a Super Bowl, guess what? We It, it will be a celebration in a different way than yeah. everybody else in the NFL. I saw Steven, I saw Steven Jones at the Monday night uh, game when we were there. And he talked about it. He said, Every, people love us or people hate us, but they watch us. And that's mm-hmm. just what it is, man. Like, and, and, and when I played here, it's more attention given to the Dallas Cowboys in failure and success. So you got to take the good with the bad. And ultimately, he's right. Jalen Hurts threw three interceptions. It don't matter. If Dak would have got his arm hit or if a ball would have bounced up and then he threw that interception at the end of the game, we we would have been looking for a new quarterback, a Mm -hmm. new head coach. We would have been talking about Jerry Jones need to turn over the general manager uh, tag. All of that stuff would have came out. 
no matter if they won a Super Bowl last year, we would have said the same thing because it's yeah. the Dallas Cowboys. That's right. Look, and, and being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys works out pretty well. Yeah. Look yeah. at Troy Aikman. Look at Tony Romo. Yes, Roger Stolek is a billionaire. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, Those things be all tend right. to work out pretty well for themselves. <laughs> so we will see. And again, as far as Micah is concerned, it's a good point. That's a good point. I'm listening later. Game four, best of five WNBA finals tonight, 8 Eastern on ESPN in the app. Can the Liberty stay alive once again, or will Vegas try and win its second straight title? Coverage begins with WNBA countdown at 7 Eastern. As we continue, the Rodgers relaunch. I'll continue to say it. They say it's not humanly possible. That's okay. He's not human. He is Aaron. We're talking about it coming up. Plus, the biggest game of the year so far is set for Saturday. Penn State, Ohio State. We'll break down exactly what is at stake with Heather and Paul next. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We are back on Get Up. Bottom of the hour, the next game is called Super Bowl Contender or Pretender. Dominique, Cowboys, Contender or Pretender? I mean, as of now, they are definitely pretenders. It's partially because of the way that they played in that 49ers game. And it's also, I think, I'm harboring some resentment for the level of conservatism in that offense. You're going to have to be explosive and aggressive if you're going to win a championship. And right now, they're out here pretending, beating up on the Chargers. That's 100% right. Swagoo, let's go to the Detroit Lions. Are they a contender or a pretender? An absolute contender because they can play however you need to. The run game wasn't available to Jared Goff, and he threw for 300-plus in two touchdowns against Tampa's defense. And also, when you look at this team from a defense standpoint, turning the football over, getting after the passer, all of the makings of a Super Bowl contender because they can play however you want to play. Back alley, or we can open it up and play 707. 100% right. We'll get back to them. Kmart, J-E-T-S, contender or pretender? I, I love the Jets story as much as you do. Point three. <laughs> Point three. I mean, can't even get to I got the same chance for, going I mean, do we have to say it? Can y'all get to a whole pre- integer, please? <laughs> I mean, do I have to say it, Greeny? Do you want me to say it? Point do you want three. me to say they are a pretender? Uh, okay. All we needed was the point three. <laughs> like, 
That's a thing of beauty. We're going to have to have a meeting with whoever puts those things up there. Who was in charge of graphics? I could have lived without the point three. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not sure. Are we really going that deep into this? So you're telling me that if, if we, we ran this model a million times and the Jets made the playoffs three of them uh, uh, or the Super Bowl three of them? Look, here's less, less the bottom. I, I want you to listen okay. to Aaron Rodgers All right. yesterday on Pat McAfee show. I'm addressing this to you because I'm no longer speaking to her. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I, I'm talking about his update on his Achilles recovery. Roll it. Roll Obviously, we're ahead of schedule. There's a lot of factors to that. Uh, there's the way I've attacked the rehab. There's obviously the surgery that uh, Dr. Elitrash did. There's the rehab that I've done uh, and kind of the round-the-clock approach that I've had. And then just the power of uh, the power of the mind and the power of the manifestation of the, of the desires. Um, all those things together still doesn't get you back on the field. But, you know, that's, that's the goal. We'll see what happens. I'm not going to put a timetable on it. The manifestation. It is the ma- I'm manifesting it. I believe in it. Golfers do it. They stand in front of the ball. They close their eyes. Jason oh Day, gosh. you're envisioning exactly what you want it to do. You're going to do this. The ball's going to do this. He's, he is, people say speaking it into existence and all this stuff. He's manifesting it. Here's the one thing I will say. You tell me this is wrong, okay? Look, obviously, I'm not a doctor. Uh, I come from a long line of others, but I'm not a doctor. But here's what I will say. He thinks he's coming back, doesn't he? Right? You listen to him talk. That is a man who thinks he's coming back. I think he thinks he either <laughs> thinks think he's, he's coming back or he thinks this helps the team. It yes. motivates them and galvanizes them. I don't have a problem with him doing it. It's not something that I believe in, but I think that's why they have a point three chance is because that's the chances of him recovering <laughs> faster than anybody in, in, in the history of the like play. Nothing, nothing is completely impossible. Everything's impossible until someone does it. Maybe he's going to be the first person to recover from Achilles tear at this rate. But you put all that aside, you still need to win a bunch more games between now and then. As well or as okay as uh, Zach Wilson has been playing, I still don't feel like this team is going to put them in a position that adding Aaron Rodgers at week, what do we say, 14, 15, yeah. that that's going to make a difference. Who, who has a less than point three percent? I'm just curious. I mean, just by being in the NFL, yeah, don't I, you have a point three percent chance of making it to the Super Bowl? Swagoo, talk to me. What do you think? <laughs> I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to come back for the season, G. But you I do, do think that the Jets could be potential playoff uh, contenders. Not Super Bowl, but playoff contenders. And I think, look, the brand of football that they got to play is the one we mad at the Dallas Cowboys for playing. Yeah. And maybe you can't do it in the AFC against the opponents that you got to face uh, going forward. But the fact that this team is 3-3 three and three right now, I wouldn't have thought that, to be honest with you. Wouldn't right. have thought they would be 3-3. Three yeah. and three. At this point. So they they may find a way to creep in there. Remember a few years ago, guys, when we saw Pittsburgh get into the playoffs? Yeah. And we were like, how in the hell did that happen? Like, it could be one of those situations with this defense. Because I'm telling you now, they are the they are the absolute truth on that side of the ball. And maybe Zach Wilson can make a few plays a game 
to keep it in reach where that defense can take hold. But playoff contenders potentially, but Aaron Rodgers coming back and making a run to the Super Bowl, I put that thing at point one. Oh, there you go. There are nine teams. Look, nine teams with a Send point that to Aaron. two chance. Send that to, I want someone to tell Aaron that we're, they're giving us a point three percent chance. That'll get him back. He'll come back tomorrow <laughs> when he sees that. He'll be that but, man. Go ahead. Well, go. I was just gonna say it's they clearly have a chance because if you look at the playoff standings right right now, yeah. The teams that are on the outside looking in, Indy, Houston, and the Jets. Yeah. Vegas. Like, it's not impossible. No, it's not. Super Bowl, no chance. But to get eke into the playoffs, you've seen crazier things happen. Final word. Ooh, their defense has got to get four turnovers a game because that's the only way they're going to win. And the problem is that's that's not sustainable, right? It's not even about Zach. It's can that defense continue to do that? We all said it. If the Eagles run the ball and punt it, that's a different game. That's a lot to ask of your defense week in and week out. You have a a semi-good. They get two turnovers. You ain't winning. So you keep getting four turnovers. That's fantastic. But the Aaron Rodgers thing, I just I love the hope that you have. I just I. I'm a fan of it. How many turnovers did they have in their third one? Because I know in that first one they had a tremendous amount of four. And a, and a touchdown. That's going to be hard. But that was the Buffalo game, and then this one. You're talking about the Denver game. Yeah, the in Denver which game. They didn't have those, but that was against Denver, Denver. and that's a yeah. whole other yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. Who probably has a 2.2% They're one of the nine. <laughs> that's 22, not 2.2, by the way. We got a 22% chance. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey, no. Hey, hey. Hold on one second, hey. Swaggo. I got to oh, go jump ahead, to go college. Ahead. I got Paul and Heather waiting. Stand by. We'll get back to it. But we're two weeks away from the first playoff poll being released. Least, and the stakes are getting higher. Alabama rattled off five straight wins since losing to Texas. They got another tough game this weekend against Tennessee. USC got outplayed in every way last week, losing by four touchdowns to Notre Dame. Now they face another ranked team in Utah. The Trojans' defense has been just awful. They've allowed 40 points in three straight games. And then, of course, the monster game on this weekend's schedule. Top 10 Big Ten showdown between Penn State and Ohio State. Buckeyes have won 10 of the last 11 in this rivalry, but as of right now, they are only a three-point favorite. Here they are, those who know all, Sir Paul and Heather Dinich. And let's always, again, there's no one who knows better than you do, Heather, the stakes. So how would you describe what is at stake for both teams, Ohio State and Penn State, as far as the playoff? It's obviously a critical game, Greeny, but I would not describe it as a must-win quite yet. I'll remind everyone that last year, Ohio State finished in the top four without winning the Big Ten East division for two big reasons. One, their win against Notre Dame, which they also have this year, which continues to resonate with the selection committee, and two, because of their win against Penn State. I would say that Penn State needs this win more because their non-conference wins have come against West Virginia, UMass, and Delaware. So this is a big one for James Franklin. What do you think, Paul? Well, I think ultimately, uh, even if Penn State were to lose this game, they still see Michigan later on. And, and for Ohio State, a, a win against Michigan, I mean, they have two shots at Michigan. So that could really change the dynamics because Michigan at some point is going to be two or three in the country, according to the CFP. So that would be one of the most significant wins of the country. So it, as big a game as this is, both schools, I believe, can survive a loss. All right, let's talk about uh, Alabama and your friend there, Mr. Saban. Uh, it was a rocky start. They've righted the ship a little bit. Tennessee, are they on upset alert this weekend, Paul? 
No, I, I'm, I'm going to start going in all in on Alabama like you are and Aaron Rodgers and the Jets because they can do no wrong right now, Greeny. You know that. Uh, Nick Saban has done a really nice job of turning this season around. It was over after that Texas loss, and then the next week, the controversy over the quarterback situation. But they're playing well. They're not great. Uh, they make a lot of mistakes. They are eking by teams, but they will get by Tennessee Saturday. What do you think, Heather? You've, you've, you've had some – you've been a little bit of a doubter on this show on Saban the last couple of weeks. What do you think? <laughs> Well, I've learned my lesson about picking against them and putting them on upset watch, but I will say that as long as they continue to make the mistakes that they have, they will remain vulnerable no matter who they're playing. And Nick Saban would probably agree with this because when you look at them, 106 in the country in penalties. Their running game is averaging less than four yards per carry. And when you talk about the sacks, number 132 in the country in sacks per pass attempt. That's a bit of a recipe for a disaster when you're playing an elite team. But we'll see what happens this weekend. Not upset alert, but vulnerable all the way. I hear you. Yeah, I know that those all feel very un-Saban-esque as far as those numbers are concerned. Okay, I, t- I said we're two weeks away from the first four being named, but let's get yours now quickly. Heather, who are your t- if, if it was voting right now, who would be the top four teams? Well, I hope everyone is sitting down because Georgia's not in my top four right now. Yes, Ooh. I said that. And I changed it after Brock Bauer's injury. I have number one, Washington. I've got number two. Oh, my gosh. I have to look because Florida I just State? forgot. <laughs> I have Florida State, thank you, because of their wins at LSU. I know, I know. And number three, Oklahoma, because they have arguably the best win in the country, and number four, Michigan. But can I just tell you why I don't have Georgia in addition to Brock Bowers being out? When you look at their schedule, they only have one win against a Power 5 team with a winning record. No wins against ranked teams. And everybody else is a combined 10 and 24 in the FBS. Paul, tell me why in the world Georgia deserves to be number one right now. Heather, you're such a hater. I don't know what happened to you since I last saw you. Uh, Heather, Georgia doesn't have any great wins. I agree, and we're not going to relitigate why Oklahoma went off the schedule. But they are playing better, and they will see some amazingly good teams coming up. So I'll go to, to mine. I start with Georgia, Brock Bowers or not. And he may, be, he may be back soon. He may be back tomorrow, according to what Greeny tells me about Aaron Rodgers. But he uh-huh. very likely will be back by the SEC championship game. And after that, it's Ohio State, Michigan. And Washington, you could put Washington, Oklahoma, Florida State. There are so many schools that they belong in that top six or seven right now. Well, I got one person who wants to ask why one school isn't or how close they are. Jeff Saturday, get in here. Ask them your question. Heather, I see the nose at two. I want to know where Tez Game Changer Walker with the Tar Heels. I had my blues <laughs> on yesterday. I don't have them on today. How close are we getting up into that conversation, Heather? That's a fair question, and I love how much better their defense is playing this year, but they have got to run the table. They, I don't think North Carolina has any margin for error in large part because of their schedule, but they have a lot of opportunities down the stretch to play their way into the conversation. If North Carolina is in that ACC championship game, I absolutely think that they've got a shot at the top four, but there are other teams right now out there with better wins. 
Hey, Paul, take a look at this. The last time that the Tar Heels were 6-0, do you know who was on their team, 1997? <laughs> Want to see what their center looked like? Let's take, let's take a look. It was, it's not way back Wednesday. It's way back Saturday. Oh, oh look at oh, that guy. Look at him. That's a, that's a, <laughs> it's not a pretty look. That's no, not a I, pretty look. That was... Uh, uh. What were you doing with that haircut? Yeah, that was a yeah, that was a high fade. I, I need to go to the barber that week. I didn't go. I didn't show up. That Paul, was not a pretty look for me. Paul, your thoughts? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I remember Jeff Saturday's an All-American center. But the the problem is, what happened after that six and zero start, Jeff? Hey, I don't want to talk about that. I'm trying to bring up. I like Heather's. You're saying there's a chance. That's where I'm going. I'm, I'm ignoring Paul. I'm ignoring the haters. Yeah. I'm going with Heather. There's a 0.3% chance. That's what I've been told is the, the number of the morning. Paul and Heather, outstanding as always. Thank you. Thursday, our featured ESPN Plus Hulu hockey game. Connor McDavid and the Oilers take it on the Flyers. That's 7.30 Eastern. And then 10.30 Eastern, we got Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks visiting the Avs. Coverage begins with the point at 10 o'clock. Eastern time. All right, coming up, today's green list is going to be absolutely fire. I'm going to look into the future, and I will give you the best five NFL prop bets on the board right now. Some will surprise you, but all will be right. Plus, we cannot wait for this. Jeff Saturday serving up a heap and helping again. Yeah, yeah. Second scoop of pancakes this morning, and Lord knows what Jess might do to one of them. We're oh. back in a flash. Eat. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
We are back on Get Up, and this morning's green list is my top five value prop bets for the rest of this NFL season. To be clear, these are not the ones I think for certain are going to hit. These are the ones that, if you look at the odds, feel awfully tasty. And at number five, we start with Aiden Hutchinson. He's 10-1 to 1 to win Defensive Player of the Year. He is right now the best pass rusher on the best defense in the NFC, and they're going to continue to stack up numbers. He's going to continue to stack up sacks. He is the fourth shortest odds on the board. Miles Garrett might be the favorite, but I think he's a very interesting pick. Bijan Robinson, to win Rookie of the Year, is 6-1. to one. He's behind C.J. Stroud. He's behind Puka Nakua. Stroud has been magnificent, and right now, obviously, he's the overwhelming favorite. But I think rookie quarterbacks are likelier to hit a wall than rookie running backs. I think that Bijan will pile up more and more big numbers. At 6-1, to one, I love him. At number three, I love the Bengals to win the AFC at 13-1. to one. They're currently tied with Cleveland for the sixth shortest odds. Clearly, right now, you wouldn't pick Cincinnati to win the AFC championship, but would you pick against Joe Burrow? This is a guy who's gone to Buffalo and won in the playoffs. He's gone to Kansas City and won in the playoffs. I don't think being on the road is going to scare him. You're going to like number two. Robert Sala is 15-1 to to win Coach of the Year this year. Fifth shortest odds amongst all the coaches. I'm telling you right now, if the Jets make the playoffs without Aaron Rodgers, I think there was a much better than a 0.3% chance that he gets serious consideration for that award. That's not a bad number at 15 to 1. But then the one I love the most, number one, Jared Goff is 18 to 1 to win MVP. Now you just mark my words. When the season is over, he will be the starting quarterback on the team with the best record in the NFL. If you look at their schedule the rest of the way, they're going to win 14 games this year. And if you want this bet, you better jump on it right now. He was 22 to 1 yesterday. Then we started talking about him. Now that we've done this, <laughs> he's going to be 15 to 1 by tomorrow. I'm telling you right now, Jared Goff for MVP, I think, is a tasty. Tasty pick I mean, at 18 to 1. It's hard to argue with the logic behind the fact that the yeah. reason why that pick is tasty. However, as we all know, MVP's a narrative award, mm-hmm. and the story around Jared Goff is not Jared Goff is carrying this team. Jared Goff is the most valuable player. Whether it's true or not, which I would disagree with anyone who argues that he is the most valuable player to this team, I understand the stats behind it, the number one team. Maybe he gets it. I think it's more likely that Dan Campbell gets coach of the year uh, and they give MVP to someone else. Because Jared if, Goff. if Jared Goff is your MVP pick, then Dan Campbell's a coach of the year. So that's why I but feel like... both can happen. But I'm saying oh, yeah. he thought Robert Sala would, would be... I think if the Jets make the playoffs this year, Sala gets serious consideration Jimmy for the award as he will deserve. But, but how about, how about ja- Jared Goff? Jared Goff is... For a person who was the first overall pick in the NFL draft, he gets less attention than any other player you could possibly well, imagine. Consider he was sent to Detroit. He was just discarded and said, we can't win with you. Right. And Jared Goff is the reason that that we look at the Detroit Lions and think, yeah, they're a contender. What do you think, Jeffrey? Absolutely. Yeah, he listen, is. he took he took the Rams to the Super Bowl. A lot yeah. of people act like he can't. I mean, he, can he get you to somewhere? Absolutely. And he is playing his best football right now. You're watching what he he did take the Rams to the Super Bowl, and then the Rams stapled picks to him to get him out of town and then got a quarterback that could win them a Super Bowl. I'm not saying that this is negative on Jared Goff. I'm saying it's hard to convince people who are going to vote for him that he's the reason why they're winning. There's nothing better than a comeback story, and he is that. Swaggoo, give me a final word. Go. Can he win the MVP? Yes. Will he? No. Because I think the first (laughs) point that was made was the narrative award. The narrative award, man, like, and we all know, like, they, they have an upper echelon of names that they going to sift through first 
before they get to Jared Goff, regardless of the numbers and the amount of touchdowns. If he does win it, these numbers are going to be astronomical. He's going to have to blow everybody out of the water in order to win the MVP. But Jared Goff is the reason right now that the Detroit Lions are having this type of success because of how he's playing and, more importantly, how he's leading. Remember, this is a young cast of characters around Jared Goff on yep. offense. Let's have this conversation again when they win their 14th game. Okay, Ooh, right like now, it. anybody hungry? Who's mm. hungry? Mm. Let's get pancakes. Let's, Let's get, get this cake. Pancakes is one of our favorite things. So let me show you how hungry I get this thing right. started. Yeah. Oh, We're back, baby! Bam, bam, bam. Got to eat them up. Put it on. That's how we start this off. Let's go. <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. You can't stop us. You can't stop us. I believe Foxworth just spanked pancakes on here. We are back. Oh! All right, Jessica Mendoza, back by popular demand <laughs> after after Kyle Schwarbering that one into the back. But we start with the pick. Here we go. Sat him down number one. Hey, Dawson Knox, Buffalo Bills. Talk about physicality. Watch him catch this dude. Hey, is it 2 8? That's a little man. Put him down. Put him down. You got to lay. He's steering him like a car. I'm going to finish you. Dump his head. That was a 12 yard block. 12 yards. Hey, go ahead and get the first down on my back. No worries, Dawson Knox. Carrying dudes in the back. You got to love when you play with physicality. Buffalo needs it. Hey, whoa. We don't call no holding on sat him down, bro. There's no such thing as a hold. It's dumping him down. One pancake from my man, Dawson Knox. Big time play. Number two, we're going to Elijah Wilkins. Watch this screen right here. Now, watch this. Come somebody. Bam! Oh! The chin music. I want you to watch the lift. It's called a flipper. Get some. Receive it, my little man. You got to love when he gets out in the open space trying to get. Oh, no. That thing right here. Chin strap up. Mouthpiece knocked out. It doesn't get any prettier than that right there. And there's nothing better when you're running out there and you see the linebacker look the wrong way and then he catches you. His eyes are like saucers. Get some of that. That's what I got to love. That's number two, two picking. Number three. You got watch this right here. You gotta love oh, oh, no. off the screen. You oh, no. catch him, you take him. Who's oh. holding him right now? That's the DB holding onto his back. Please, God, don't dump me. Oh, he did it anyway. He's trying to hug him in his ear. Don't dump me, don't dump me. Oh, you dumped me. You got me right there. Drove him 15 yards almost in the end zone. I gotta love when my little dudes get after other dudes. Okay, That's fun. there's That's nothing fun. better than the pancakes, except, except that we have a special edition. Go ahead, here we go. Jessica, oh. once again, this oh, time we've changed around the blocking. Dominique will throw the pancakes. And here we go. Oh! Give me one more. Give me one more. Oh! Oh! No! The third one's done. Steve's three. So good. Jeff, that was a greatest softball player in history, and she's whacking pancakes around our studio. All right, as we continue, is Mike McCarthy's offense too conservative? Wait till you hear Jerry's critique of a questionable coaching decision. All that and more. And we need a mop stat. Over here. Look. <laughs> we made it to the far window. 